Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You hey there. We, oh, like, hey there. Hey there. You can hear us from 1 till 4 now, 1 until 4, and then you can listen to the podcast after that. Also on the iHeartRadio app, click on Podcasts, John and Ken on Demand. All right. Well, for the second time in just a, a short period, we're going to be talking to the Riverside County Sheriff, Chad Bianco. He was on our show a couple of weeks ago to talk about a deputy who was murdered in the line of duty. It has happened again just a couple of weeks later. You've probably been hearing the news that a deputy by the name of Darnell Calhoun was answering some sort of domestic violence, child custody call in an area of Lake Elsinore. And he was shot by a man from inside the house who eventually other officers were able to shoot. The suspected killer is Jesse Navarro, who is in critical condition, hospitalized. So let's bring on Sheriff Bianco. And uh, sadly, we're going to have to talk again about what's going on in the criminal justice system. Welcome back to the show, Sheriff. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate you having me on. Again, our condolences for the loss of another one of your deputies. Uh, I can't imagine the shock and and just the whole uh, dent in morale there in your department right now. Yeah, it's it's definitely a something that no one ever wants to deal with. It's it's a little bit difficult for us. Today's a little bit more of a difficult special day because today is the first day that all of the employees that uh, were involved in this are back to work. So I met with the dispatchers this morning at their briefing, and I'm on my way now to meet with uh, Darnell's shift as they come back for their first day since this happened. You hadn't had a, a, a killing in the department in 20 years and now two in about two weeks or so 
Is this just a strange, tragic coincidence, or do you think it's a symptom of something bigger going on? Well, I, I'm going to have to say it's both. Uh, we certainly know that it's a, a, a strain of something indifferent that is going on, and things are getting worse and worse as it relates to uh, the, the type of people that we're interacting with and the complete indifference that they have uh, for law enforcement and the lack of respect. Uh, but then, I mean, you, you have to you, you have to look at it and say, was it a coincidence? Did it, did it just happen? Is it? It could have been. It could have been any agency. It just happened to be us. So there's a lot of unanswered feelings, a lot of unanswered questions. It, it, it's a lot to process. Well, on that point, talk more beyond these two murders, which are horrific and you know, the extreme cases of what you're talking about. You're inferring that there are many instances that the public doesn't hear about where your officers are seeing that's lack of respect for law enforcement and making their jobs tougher. And we all know, as we talked about this show going back to 2020 when we had the tragic death in Minneapolis of George Floyd, uh, you know, there's just so many people that have turned on uh, police officers. But then, you know, there are elected officials, too, now who seem to be quick to blame police for a lot of problems in society. I mean, what are your deputies seeing out there on this uh, subject of lack of respect? Well, it is certainly getting worse, and you're exactly right. It started several years back. I would take it back a little bit further, even back to President Obama time with the whole beer summit where he accused an officer of doing something wrong when, in fact, he was not wrong at all. But the, the President of the United States says how horrible it is. And our, our politicians, some of them, not all of them, have been doing that since. And we have been demonized and we have been uh, made out to be the, the aggressor in all of these things. And the reality is it is completely not true. What we are seeing in the public is the majority of the public that we deal with respects us and loves us and knows that we are needed to have a, a, a safe and a civil society. And those people are becoming more and more and more in favor of law enforcement and supportive law enforcement. But to the exact contrast, the people that we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis, which are the criminals, the people that, that don't respect you and don't respect me and my property and my belongings and even my life, those are the ones that we deal with on a daily basis. And this rhetoric, this false narrative that's been pushed on the public is emboldening them to believe that they're doing the right thing and that they're, they're, they're somehow allowed to resist arrest and they're they're allowed to fight the police and and fight back and we certainly are seeing this in the amount of uses of force that we have to engage in because of the actions of suspects and this is a nationwide thing this is not just my deputies but unfortunately our politicians are ignoring that part and they just keep pushing this false narrative that somehow we are in the wrong and, and criminals are somehow victimized. And it, it, it needs to stop. It really does. Or this is just going to continue. And it goes beyond that. We have all the laws we've talked about over the years in the state of California through the criminal justice system, AB 109. We call it the prisoner dumping bill. We got Prop 47. We have all these moves made in Sacramento and locally that are just allowing more of these bad people to be free. That's exactly what it does. It not only allows it to happen, it prevents law enforcement from doing anything about it, and then it emboldens them to believe that they, there's, there's no consequence. There's no consequence for your action. What is the uh, – why would you stop doing it? it? It emboldens you to do it more, and certainly what we're seeing. 
Well, when you have no bail policies or low bail policies, that leads to tragic circumstances, as we found out a couple of weeks ago. Do we have any indication about the background of this uh, latest uh, shooting suspect, Jesse Navarro? Does he have a record? Do he, we know? A, he does. He has a record. And um, to, I mean, it, it, it was a little old. His last arrest was, I, I think his last arrest might have been 15 years ago. But he has a, uh, a reported extensive drug history where he is a chronic user of methamphetamine is, is what we are gathering in this investigation. And that goes back to our politicians basically legalizing drugs and, and taking away our teeth to get people help and, and get people into rehabs. So the drug use is being is rampant and, and there's nothing we can do about it. And then I need to add that a, a rational person doesn't engage in that type of activity with law enforcement. And what we see in the people that fight with us, the people that assault us, and, and the people that we engage in particularly gun battles with, they're under the influence of drugs and or alcohol to, a, to the letter. There's no exception. And when, when politicians are making rules that just take away the, the consequence, take away the, the punishment, uh, take away our ability to enforce in those types of situations, this is what we see. So Prop 47 was a major player in this. AB 109 is a major player because people don't go to jail anymore. They don't go to prison anymore. We're closing prisons. And then we have that constant narrative that, I mean, there are some politicians that are encouraging people to resist law enforcement. And this is, this is the reaction. This is what we see. And this is what I want to emphasize to the law-abiding public. If someone is willing to do that to a law enforcement officer, do you think they're going to respect you as a, as a non-armed law enforcement professional when if you engage in some type of argument or disagreement if they have no regard for our life they certainly have no regard for anyone else's you know and also to your point about uh, the reaction to this this was like a child custody domestic violence call for this guy to just immediately shoot your officer you're right there's something going on there. We thought he might not want to be taken in because he was wanted for something else. But you've added the drug element to this, which could really have just frazzled his mind. Yes, because the the what we know now, and this is all hindsight, it does not appear there would be there would have been any reason for him to go to jail. He certainly would not have been arrested that night uh, with our deputy's arrival. But within 15 seconds, he pulls out a gun and engages them in a gun battle. And it's uh, it, it, it's it was it was just a, a horrible tragedy. All right, Sheriff Bianco, always a pleasure to talk to you again. Our condolences, though, on the loss of another deputy. Thanks for talking to us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you guys support. All right. Riverside County Sheriff Chad Bianco, one of the few left in law enforcement that really tells it like it is. Uh, Coming on our show to talk about the loss of the life of another deputy, Darnell Calhoun. There is another vigil set for tonight in Marietta for Deputy Calhoun. We got more coming up, including a keyword where you could win $1,000. John and Ken KFI AM640 live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. We just got done talking to the Riverside County Sheriff Chad Bianco again because he lost another deputy in the line of duty a shooting that uh, took place uh, last Friday afternoon out in the area of uh, Lake Elsinore. And he mentioned one thing that struck me because I happened to turn on the local TV news last night. I think it was around 5 p.m. Remember the conversation we just had? He said that there's a lack of respect. You can see now that, you know, he went back to the Obama days, uh, even before John Michael Brown was killed in 2014. 
there was apparently there was just an anniversary. Remember Obama got involved in that dispute up in Massachusetts between a black professor and law enforcement, and the idea was to have a beer and work this out. Right. Remember all yeah. that? Yeah. That's what Sheriff Bianco was talking about, which kind of started this whole movement that somehow police are the enemy and they're it, responsible for a lot of the problems in society. It, it, it's terrible. And, and it's because it's become a center issue for this whole cabal. It is part of the whole and, movement it, that the, capitalism, racism, everything this country is and, about is wrong. That's right. And, and the, the police are part of that. Right. right. And, and, and so the activists get the audience with the media. They get to proliferate their message. The media amplifies it because the media newsrooms are made up of entirely these progressives, especially young progressives. And this is how propaganda works. And after a while, it seeps into brains and it becomes a justification for all the maladjusted, violent uh, 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 criminals out there. Because they, they, they hear it. They hear, okay, police are bad guys. All right. So they don't have a problem anymore being aggressive with the police. They don't have a problem anymore taking a shot. Because it's, it's not like a, a worthy adversary anymore. It's like, no, these guys, these guys are bad. I may be bad, but these guys are worse. I'm on the right side here. I'm on, I'm on the righteous side here. It seeps into their head. That's what propaganda does. And so I, 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 it struck me when he said that because I'm watching this. Uh, it's another dopey chase, right? And again, this time it's CHP chasing a guy on the 405 freeway and supposedly he's a DUI suspect who wouldn't pull over. I'm like, all right, well, this is not unusual. But when they did finally pull over and they didn't get out of the car, not unusual. But I don't know if you saw this, John. They eventually get out of the car, right? And the guy's holding a dog. It's a French bulldog. But the both of them, she's holding a phone. In fact, she's holding two phones. It was a man and a woman. They're paying no attention to the instructions from the cops to, like, probably get down, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Usually you see these suspects get out and they're lying splat on the pavement, right? Waiting to be cuffed. Nothing. They're walking back and forth. Uh, she's got the two phones going. He's holding the little dog. It's like, what's hold- your problem? What? Are they holding the phones up to take video or she's talking? No, it looked like she was talking to somebody. She's oh. got one on the left hand, one on the right hand, and it sounded like she was talking to somebody. The anchors were speculating maybe she's talking to somebody at a, a police station about what's going on here and negotiating. We can't be sure. This happened uh, in Hawthorne where it finally ended. And uh, it was really weird. And I didn't stay tuned, but I'm reading the story now that uh, eventually the guy hands over the dog. There was a report that the dog had been stolen, but they couldn't confirm that. But I'm just—it just goes back to this disrespect. They were acting like you're in the wrong. We're no. not. No, and we're just going to go about our business here. Now you stopped us, and we had to get out of the car. What do you want? I'm busy here. I just—the well, whole thing just bothered me. It was really weird looking. Black Lives Matter has done horrific damage to our our sense of uh, safety, our sense of justice in this country, because they've repeated lies exaggerated situations, cherry-picked instances over and over again to create this feeling that all the police are out to shoot to kill. And, and, it, and it's false. A lot of their stories are false. And, and the latest one has been this week with uh, the beloved teacher who got tasered and ended up dying in the hospital. Nothing in the headline about being on, on cocaine, and on marijuana, and God and knows possibly what Possibly causing the accident, and possibly trying to steal another car. But, possibly but is the, all part of the mix. The impression in the mainstream media, which isn't mainstream anymore, it's gone far left wing, is to demonize the police and uh, uh, romanticize the criminal right from the first moment. As soon as you see the story, they start shaping 
your impression of what happened. Oh, beloved teacher. Uh, Cops cruelly tasered him to death, even though he died in the hospital four or five hours later, and he probably had other drugs once the narcotics report comes through. And that, to me, was a clear indication of how the world changed and how, in this case, the the idiots at the L.A. Times are complicit in this. They're driving this. They get a police story. The first thing is you make the police look as awful as possible. You make the criminal look as wonderful as possible. And this, well, this, this accumulates now nine years of this. We may talk about this later, but I'll mention it now. The move from this group, BLM, the local chapter, is that now you don't have police answer minor traffic calls because of what happened to this man. Yeah, well. Because they believe that the police will just get out of control. And after but, the. After, not, not the person involved, which was the bizarre behavior that uh, necessitated all this, but they believe it's the police's fault, right? There's a better way to handle Send unarmed people to these minor traffic accidents. Well, they, and again, they didn't use deadly force, look, they used a taser. Look, that defund the police movement was soundly defeated. Politicians, even liberal Democrats, ran from that as fast as they could. Because the polling and the election results were devastating over the last couple of years. It, it, the, the public doesn't want this. It, it, they just don't make noise. And when you don't make noise, you don't get media attention. You don't get a chance to shape people's opinions. You don't get, you know, you, you, you're, you're, you're not part of the machine that shapes people's feelings and thoughts. Because most normal people are quiet. They keep to themselves and live their lives. These ridiculous advocates... Ay, yeah, yeah, and they're funded by you know a lot of a lot of like sick wealthy people. I mean, BLM walked away with ninety million dollars. Remember, yeah. a lot of it was unaccounted for. A lot of it turned up in mansions. <laughs> I mean, there were all kinds of scandals attached to it. And still, the El Segundo Times will present these people as if they're legitimate. It's like, well, hold on a second. You wouldn't do this for any other group that had their background. That that's a very sketchy, questionable uh, financial background that this organization has. All right, we got more coming up. It's the Johnny Ken Show, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. All right, we're now on one to four. So if you miss any part of the show, pick it up on the podcast using the iHeartRadio app or go to KFIAM640.com, get to the John and Ken page. And of course, we take messages for the voice line also through the iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon, or leave a message through the toll-free number, 1-877-MOIST-86. Well, a new story this afternoon is that the prosecution in the case of the four college students who were murdered, they attended the University of Idaho. They were killed in their home in Moscow, Idaho, although we learned yesterday that one of the four used to live there, but came back for a visit. It's Kaylee Goncalves. The prosecution originally was going to seal the search warrants, and this is the search warrants concerning the home of the suspect, Brian Koberger. They were going to seal it until March 1st, but they changed their mind last night. And instead, they have revealed the contents of what they discovered in the search of Brian Koberger's home. Of course, he lived across the border in the state of Washington. And we have a list here from the warrant. One nitrite-type black glove, one Walmart receipt with one Dickies tag, two Marshalls receipts, dust container from Bissell Power Force Vacuum, Eight possible hair strands, a fire stick with a cord and a plug, one possible animal hair strand, one possible hair, one possible hair, one possible hair, one possible hair strand, one computer tower, one collection of dark red spot collected without testing, two cuttings from uncased pillow of reddish brown stain, 
they put in parentheses larger stained tested and then something about two top and bottom uh, mattress covers. So that's what they so, said that they got from so the from reddish his, brown stains, uh, probably the blood from the victims or him or both or him. Now, yeah. if it's from him, you can explain that away. If any of this, the hair strands, the blood, the animal hair strand could be the dog that was in the college student home. If that's true, it's over. Oh, it, all they can claim oh, then, oh, this was planted. Nah, yeah, I know. It's overall. It's planted. They, they can claim that, but it's this is all this is all real hard evidence. This nah. is this is not circumstantial evidence. This is not a witness memory. This is actual actual blood and DNA. So uh, it's uh, I mean, the the whole thing is over. He's gonna he's gonna the most he can get is maybe a plea deal and avoid the death penalty in Idaho. Yeah, but don't you but, think this guy thinks he's hot stuff and he's going to fight this? Well, he can fight it, but then he's going to get the death penalty. Uh, I mean, he's not going to have a great attorney. You're talking about an Idaho public defender, right? So uh, yeah. you're not you're, – you're, you're not – and even, even for the most brilliant well, I think attorney – he's getting his own team from what I've read. What's he paying? How's, what is, how's he paying that? He's got family. They've got money. Probably somebody will support him. He got bond. So I think they're going to probably, because he's already had reports that he's had an investigator go to the do, house in Idaho and do her do, own do, research. Do you think in, in Idaho you're going to find people who are going to exonerate him? I, 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 th I think it's impossible for him not to end up either uh, with, a death, with a death sentence or a life sentence. Right. And it's just a matter of if he accepts it or not. I mean, he could fight it, sure, but... You know, everybody does. And the prisons are still filled with guilty people. All of them had attorneys. All of them tried some wacky defense. And all of them lost. Yeah, you just need to get one juror to not yeah, give in and believe that you're innocent. No, We've seen this, unfortunately, happen you know too many times. If you have un unlikable, if you have questionable victims, right, sometimes you can get that. But you know, these, these are, are pretty blonde college girls. And every, right, but he's a young, good-looking white guy, so, you know. Yeah, but he's he's a weirdo. You can make the jurors he's believe a, this is so out of character, this couldn't have happened. Why would he do this? Yeah, but his whole history is that he's a weirdo. Well, not a criminal. A weirdo, maybe. A weirdo, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's worse. It's a big step, though, from being he's, a weirdo he's, to being a murderer. He's made everybody that's ever met him uncomfortable. Everybody finds him ill. Yeah, he definitely yeah. had problems connecting with people. He made that clear. He's incapable of co connecting with people. He's just got one of the, you know, he's, he's somewhere on the spectrum. He's missing the components needed to make a normal human uh, relationship. He, he never, he didn't have any friends. Didn't have any, any, any girlfriends at all. Didn't, wasn't particularly close to his family. He said it in his own words. I, I feel nothing when I, when I look at people. Also discovered in these warrants, uh, Koberger, they say, pre-planned this, had studied other murders, and studied how to avoid detection as part of his preparation. So uh, he didn't do too well. I think he flunked. I, you know, I, I heard about another murder case today, and, and what it had in common was there was a lot of blood. And, and once you go on a stabbing spree, you're in some kind of a frenzy, the the blood goes everywhere, and you can't you can't contain it. You can't prepare yourself to actually murder someone if you've never done it before. 
it's got to be wild. And you can imagine his heart and his whole everything must have been racing. Even if he's detached from people, to stab four people like this to death as quickly as he did this. What also surprised me is this dog was home and didn't really make any sounds. All we have is the story that one of the surviving roommates heard noises and then came out in the hallway and supposedly passed Koberger leaving the place. But it was kind of quiet other than, you know, just a little noises that got her attention. Still a very strange case to me that I've not been able to figure out. I mean, clearly, if you're sleeping, your ability to fight back and to make a lot of noise is probably more limited. But still, I expected for all of this wild scene of stabbing four people to death and all the blood that we found that this would have been a noisy, crazy, chaotic scene. Well, they were all, first of all, they were all drunk. They were all like dead drunk, passed out. Maybe he planned it that way, too. To come in at 4 a.m. after they had big nights out so they wouldn't resist. Yeah, and if you're in the deepest part of your sleep cycle, it, it, it you you can have somebody stabbing away at you before you even open your eyes. Because right. your brain shuts down, and you don't, you don't hear things anymore. You don't, you're, you're the, you're, your brain activity uh, slows to a crawl. And, and so it would, it, it, by then it's too late. He's already plunged the knife in several times. Um, I... I None of that. None of that really surprises me. I, I, I think anybody can be killed in the in the middle of the night without causing too much of a commotion. But four people? Hmm. That's tough. I expect a lot more people to say he couldn't have acted alone. How do you kill four people that quickly and get yeah, away? But they're all in a deep sleep, though. Yeah, it's, it's, stabbing all, is not as certain as shooting, right? You can and, and the guy you doing, shoot somebody right in the heart or the head, and the thing they're is, not going to do much. They, and the thing is, somebody's probably going to fight back, and then you're going to get cut, or you're going to get scratched by their fingernails. Your DNA is going to end up under the girl's fingernails, which I'm sure is what happened. I mean, it's 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 a it's a terrible. If you wanted to get get away with the, with the crime, stabbing them in their rooms wildly is the worst way to perform the crime. If you want to yeah. take somebody out, you know, like a sharpshooter, take a take somebody out from you know across the street, across a parking lot. That's going to be a, it's going to be a lot harder to catch you if you've done that. But good lord, making a bloody mess! Remember all the blood that was leaking out of the house. Yeah, that's why I was so surprised they didn't call nine one one for hours after the murders. I still don't get that. I mean, she went back in her room and locked the door, and maybe she stayed in there till like ten in the morning, and they didn't call the police till almost noon. I mean, that could be because she called somebody over to help deal with what she thought was unresponsive roommates. Uh, And I don't think she went in their room or just couldn't get him to answer the door when she knocked. They also revealed that um, he finished out the semester, Koberger did, following the crime. And then they believe he planned to return to class again after the winter break. Remember, he drove across country with his father from Pullman, Washington to Pennsylvania. And what he was trying to do, and this would come out of the how to get away with the perfect crime, was just act like life was normal. Nothing right. has changed. I'm on my winter break. I'm going to go back and resume classes. Don't do anything that might get attention, like dropping out of school and disappearing. Well, disappearing. Just try to go on with your well, life. Disappearing would make people wonder. Oh, absolutely yeah. it would. So you go on like it didn't happen. I wondered, though, if he realized that he was on any suspect list at all. And, of course, the, the magic of this is that uh, the police in Moscow and the FBI, they kept us so quiet that we all thought they had nothing on yeah. anybody. I don't know if you could have a rational... I don't know if he was buying that, too, because that's what they wanted him. That's what we said at the time. They didn't want to alert any suspect that they really believed did this into knowing they're on to him. 
that was why they shut everything down and acted like, hmm? well, we're, we're, we're trying hard here. We got lots of tips, but we don't know. I don't know. They were trying to make him confident, make a mistake, something like that. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up after 2 o'clock, what happens if the California dream, well, not everyone's dream, but the dream of the California Air Resources Board and Governor Newsom, if we're all driving electric vehicles in 15 years, what happens to the grid? We'll take a closer look in a story that details how this could be difficult to achieve and may require more rules imposed on you when it comes to charging your car after the news at 2 o'clock. We're, we're, we're going to go into a communist dystopian nightmare. Maybe. I mean, this is... this. Get is, your own generator. This is just abs- really absurd. All right, so in cartel news, kind of, the murders of six people up in this small town in Northern California in Tulare County, a place called Goshen, Six people were, how else do you say it, executed, including a baby. Uh, A a 10-month-old baby named Nicholas was killed along with his young mother, a 16-year-old named Elisa Perez. Uh, The sheriff up there, Mike Boudreau, had talked about a cartel hit. He walked that back a little bit, but here's what we know. The deputies had raided this home on January 3rd a parole compliance check. They arrested one of the victims who actually was killed the other day, Eladio Perez Jr. Uh, They're saying, though, they don't believe that search was related to the violence, but they say that he's a documented Sereno gang member, Eladio Perez Jr., uh, 52, by the way. Uh, There were a group of loosely connected gangs that answered to the Mexican mafia prison gang. They detained him on being a felon in possession of ammunition. Why was this guy guy paroled? What do you mean a parole check? They do a parole check and they they find... You're asking in California why people get paroled? (laughs) You see what happens? (laughs) This guy was in play. Oh, wow, he got murdered. I wonder who murdered him. Who do you think it was? The guy Probably, ran, the, the, uh, guy ran a, the local grocery store? I mean, well, of course it's the gangs, the drug cartels. Yeah, it could be a rival gang or it could be one of the big Mexican drug cartels. Yeah. It's very likely. Uh, that, they're not even sure he was the target, but why else would they come there? I, I, I really understand. Well, you know what? This is, this is just bad guys killing bad guys. And this bad guy had a family living with him, I guess. But, yeah, I don't know whether know, or not that was his daughter or his girlfriend, the 16-year-old with the 10-month-old baby. Um, <laughs> that's killed the 72-year-old <laughs> grandma, too, named Rosa. You, you, well, I, yeah, she had the same last name, I think, right? Yes, Maybe Alyssa was, Perez. So is it that's da- what I'm saying. It could be his yeah. daughter or his girlfriend or wife. I mean, he's 52. She's 16. I, I <laughs> yeah. don't know. God. Uh, another person killed was Marcos Perez, 19. That could be the... Uh, Father of that baby. Well, this is what uh, this could be the son. Mexican mafia gangs do. This is another day of work for them. And speaking of the cartels, a funny story coming out of Colorado: the convicted drug kingpin Joaquin El Chapo Guzman is whining about the supermax prison we have him in in Colorado. He's begging the Mexican president to transfer him back home. Where he can probably escape. Is that the idea? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the... <laughs> that's, if he goes Guzman's to Mexico... lawyer says he doesn't see the sun. The food is very bad quality. There is no health care for him. 
In fact, he had problems with his teeth, his molars. Instead of treating them, they just pulled them out. Would they get a <laughs> pair of pliers? Maybe. And just yanked them? And no anesthetic. What? What? I, is he and his attorney delirious? Did you see the picture in the post of what I guess would be his room? It looks nice, actually. Did you see it? There's a little bed in the corner, a shelf. He's got a desk, his own little sink. Well, he's in isolation, so it's his own little room. Yeah, he has no contact with other humans. And he doesn't get to go outside. No. No. Because, because he's, he's the biggest risk for escape that is imaginable. He's done it. Yeah, remember, they, they, remember he had his Mexican cartel buddies build him a tunnel? They dug a tunnel. And, and there had it was a, a long little, tunnel, too. And, and it was, there was like a railroad car. Didn't they lay down a track? Oh, they did, yes. And, and they got him out by their own makeshift railroad car. So once <laughs> you see that, it's like, you know, buddy, you are going away in a solitary confinement forever. No no walk around the, uh, the, the, the playground for you. He was given a life sentence in 2019. He's kept in isolation. Has only been allowed a half dozen phone calls since March of last year. His lawyer says this is physical torture. This is a cartel boss I'd, I'd, who oversaw the murders of how many people? Yeah. Uh, no. Not to mention, they think he killed a lot of people himself. Yeah, no. He's, he's, he's garbage. He ought to be executed. He's lucky he's being allowed to live. Yeah. You know, he, 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 should, he should be I'd, I'd watch it. I'd watch it on television to see him tortured every day, all these people. The Mexican president shot down the request at a news conference on Tuesday, well, not really taking it seriously. What's the Mexican president going to do? Well, what if they sent him a bribe? Maybe but what's he going to do? A couple of billion dollars he can't, to uh, AMLO. Well, that's not the... You, you got Well, then he negotiates with the U.S. He's our guy. Let him come home. We'll take care of him. And then you let him go. No. <laughs> because you got Nobody, a billion dollars. Nobody's taking that call. <laughs> um, Biden? Oh, <laughs> uh, what can we do for you? Sure. Uh, yeah. Want me to sing happy birthday to you first? Or? Yeah, you'd have to get uh, Biden on a bad day of dementia. They... Uh, Yes, exactly right. Have him sign a, a uh, have 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 him sign. What do you call those things? The uh, an amnesty or a, the, the, the other word for amnesty? Clemency. Pardon. Pardon. That's what it is. A pardon. Right, yes. Right. right. Um, yeah, he could do that. Because related to this, apparently one of Mexico's former top prosecutors is on trial in New York for taking massive amounts of money. From the drug cartels, a Sinaloa cartel associate testified that he had personally given this guy millions in bribes to let the cartel operate with impunity. And well, it's not that we didn't think this was going on, no, but it's interesting no, to see they finally have somebody on trial for, for taking yeah, the bribes. But you see, Gennaro Garcia get, Luna. They get a lot of headlines for getting El Chapo, for getting this uh, former prosecutor, and he, he's going to go to prison for a long time. But it doesn't matter because it doesn't impede the flow of drugs. It's the drugs, the, the distribution pipeline. But this is how they do it. Apparently, he provided them with safe passage for their drug shipments. Right, but except the, the drug cartels employ many, many thousands of people. But this and, guy was at it, the top of the food chain. Right, so. but now there's a new guy. The vice president yeah. is at the top of the food that's chain. That's why I'm saying that it, it, El Chapo should send AMLO a bribe uh, because that seems to be the way things work. But this, they, well, why doesn't the government work on destroying the distribution channels? Because that's what's killing 100,000 people a year. It's fine to get these guys, but these guys are easily replaceable. And it's like any company. If the CEO dies, 
the next guy in the chain moves up a notch. Everybody moves up a notch. You know, the vice president becomes the president. So I, I, they, I, I feel like they, they have these high-profile uh, trials or, or prosecutions, and there's very little attention paid to billions of dollars worth of drugs coming over the border every Yeah, because what you're saying, El Chapo just got replaced. It's not like right. this cartel isn't still operating they're all getting in- a lot of drugs into the U.S. and people. Yeah, they're all interchangeable. There's many executives in the company. Yes. So uh, anybody could retire or, or, or die or get sick on any day. And so they have a line of succession in place for that. So, I, right. I, you know, there's, there's, there's little to no focus on actually stopping the drug flow in. When we return, how much can the California power grid take if we get all these electric cars on the roads? John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.